Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Watermark OC Church Sunday Message. Watermark is a generational community that is crazy passionate about starting a conversation about God, your relationships, and authentic love. If you're interested in getting more information, please click the link in the show notes for next steps. Thanks again for listening. It's our hope and prayer that this message would transform your life. Hey, would you guys pray with me? Father, we are so full of thankfulness. You have been so, so good to us. Six years of faithful giving and generosity, six years of worship and celebration, six years of a love that has spilled out into our neighborhoods and our communities and our families, six years of healing, six years of transformation. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Jesus, you said you would build your church and the gates of hell would not stand against it. Thank you for the partnerships for every church in Orange County meeting Friends from Rock Harbor, friends from the Crossing, Father, Trellis, so many people partnering together to bring the gospel to this city, to our communities and our friends and neighbors, Lord. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? We are here to worship you, to thank you, and to ask that you would use us to continue to be your mouthpiece and your love in this place that we serve, in this place that we care for so much. You are so faithful, and so we praise you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God a hand this morning. He is so good. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Woo-hoo, is that so fun? Can you believe six years of God's faithfulness to Watermark Church? We're here to celebrate, and my, I'm Pastor Bucky. Pastor Ben's going to be joining. We have a special uh, service today that's just full of a lot of stories and celebration and song and we got some baptisms, some people making that commitment to follow Jesus uh, in their life. And so it's going to be a special time today. We're thankful if you're a new timer, first comer here. Just thanks for joining us and being a part of our party today. We'd love for you to have lunch with us afterwards. We've got a, a whole a burger truck out there and lunch is on us today. And we're thankful for some old friends joining us as well. It's just a great, great celebration. And the families, it's awesome to just have the kids and worship with us and to be able to Worship together as a family. It's been such a blessing. And uh, what I want to do is just remind us of really why we're here. We're here to just celebrate all that God is do doing in our lives, individuals, and in our church. And I love Paul's picture of what a flourishing, uh, Christ-centered, spirit-filled community is all about, a church, right? He says, be filled with the spirit. Today is about fullness, about the fullness of God's presence in our hearts and our lives today as we submit, as we worship him, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is a day of fullest fullness. Today is a day of thanksgiving and celebration for what God has done, his faithfulness in our church and our lives. And today is a day of anticipation for what he's going to do as he has provided a wonderful new vision for us at Watermark Church and we're going to pursue that and continue to chase after God hard the wonderful things he's going to continue to do in and through this church and so we are so excited as I, as I think back over the the last six years of Watermark I just I had a chance just to, to spend some time thanking God on Friday and, and in the mountains and uh, riding my bike and just thanking God for all the good things he's done to our church and he's been to our church 
And I, I thought about all the church plants that you guys have been a part of as you have prayed and you've sent teams out of this church to go plant in this city. You know, Narrative Church that meets in Costa Mesa High School. Pastor Scott and Pastor Daniel worshiping today. A new community trying to reach their neighbors and friends because you guys prayed and you guys sacrificed and you guys gave. Mission El Camino Church, Pastor Francisco preaching and, and praying for us today in the, in the heart of the city of Santa Ana. A flourishing Latino community because you guys prayed and you guys sacrificed and you guys gave. Casa Nueva in the city of Rosarito, Mexico. A whole church beginning to form and worshiping and thanking God down there. Church plants. God has used you so powerfully and he's been so faithful. Church partnerships. I mean, every, every week at Watermark, one of our distinctives is we pray for another church. It's been so fun to partner in this city. Uh, some of our friends from Trellis are here. Give Trellis a shout out and thank, thank them. Ian Stevens, my good friend from Trellis, uh, we meet regularly and we talk about how we can catalyze the church to bless this city. And we've had a chance to partner with Trellis and many other churches for the Crossing, Rock Harbor, Mariners, to feed the homeless on a regular basis in this city. You guys have showed up in beautiful ways to serve them, to bless schools and provide school supplies for, for a school that you've adopted in this city, uh, to, to be a part of all church prayer movement that we're praying for the city and for revival, and, and just to be good neighbors. The community right across here, you guys have have gone to that community and done sports camps and given away egg, egg hunts and we're having a big pumpkin patch giveaway. You guys have gotten out, out of this place and realized that the church happens all over this community, not just in a building, but everywhere we go we are to be the church, to be full of God's spirit, to be thankful, to be honoring him in all that we do. And God has been so faithful. And, and he's provided a, a beautiful path of discipleship here where many of you have gotten connected in small groups. You're serving regularly. You're involved in children's or youth. And you're using your gifts to build up the body of Christ so more people can become devoted followers of Christ. And so thank you so much. That faithfulness is a celebration of God's work in and through you because you are the church. And we're so excited for what he's done. He's given us this amazing building. Um, he's given us... Uh, an amazing group of volunteers and leaders and elders and a staff. And he's given us uh, an amazing uh, opportunity to love and serve him. And he's brought us a new vision statement. And we want to start off a new series here today called Flourishing. And it's based on the vision, state that God, vision statement that God has given the elders of our church. It's up here on the wall here. But really, it's our heart. I'll put it on the screener. It's our heart to move forward. Uh, with God's grace and God's mercy and build a generational community that flourishes in God conversations and the authentic love of Christ. And this morning as we celebrate and share stories, we want to unpack that vision because we're just kind of launching into that vision. A whole small group movement is starting. We're going to talk to you more about that. We're going to ask you to join a group again today. We want everybody to be in a group and to unpack this vision in a small group environment. And we're going to be preaching through this vision statement, and I think it's going to drive it deeper and wider in our hearts and spill out into every place we go, where we live, where we work and we play, and lives are going to be changed. And so we're really, really excited about that. And, and the thing that I love, the first part of that vision statement that's so exciting for me is generational community. Generational community. We see the next generation here. And, and God works through generations. 
There's a special blessing when those of us who have walked with Christ and have the wisdom of age and experience get a chance to share that with a younger generation and have them share enthusiasm and vim and vigor for life. There's, something, there's a special blessing on both sides of the fence when that happens. And you, you can't really build a generational community without a generational leader. And God has brought us a special leader, uh, someone who's partnered with me in ministry over the last year, Ben Appleby. I want to ask him to come up here. And uh, Ben, the last year, I mean, generational community right here. The last year has been such a blessing for me to partner with you in ministry and to see your passion for the next generation. Your gifts are growing and flourishing in our community, your leadership, your preaching, and I'm just a privilege to serve you as we build a bridge to that next generation. It's going to be really exciting, so thank you, Ben. I'm really pumped up about this vision. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> hey, yeah. that's it. You guys got the cue, by the way. If you have kids, uh, kids, you can go to your classrooms, except for junior high and high school. You guys are in with us, but just FYI, little ones, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, like Bucky said, you guys, we are going, it is the church birthday, it's the anniversary, six years and we're talking about getting involved with groups, and we got food and fun afterwards out in the back. Um, but really, this is week one of Flourish, the teaching series that unpacks the distinctives of who we are and where we're going, what we're doing, what we're about. And like Bucky said, I'm excited about, you know, this generational mentoring value that we share. Uh, you know, just last night, I was, Riley and I were set to go as a, as a date night. That's my wife, Riley. Um, we're set, it's also that guy's daughter, so yeah, nepotism is alive and well. Get that son-in-law his job. Come on. And uh, so we're set to go to this fundraising gala for this great nonprofit. The guys used to be a part of the church here. And uh, the, the invitation said uh, black tie optional. And I'm like, honey, this is some kind of code. What does it mean? And she said, honey, in fact, it is a code. And you need to go to the internet and find out what it means because there's like different degrees of dressiness. And so I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I phone a friend and I'm like, hey, what, how do we do this? And, and he's like, you can, it should be nice, but you don't have to wear a tie. And then my mom gets there because she's babysitting. And I'm like, mom, I came out and I'm in like a, basically a golf shirt, like this polo quasi dress up. And she's like, no, son, what black tie optional means is that you, if you have a tux, you can wear the tux or not. And I'm like, wow, I am a, I'm down here. I need to go a degree up if I'm not going to feel horribly awkward at this event. And so, look at generational mentoring is alive and well. And you, you may think, you may think to yourself, and I love it, we can laugh over this because I almost been a fool of myself. And you may think that's the most simple example, but like, I, I would have looked foolish. And then think about that, extend that example. It is alive and well. My generation, the 20-somethings, 30-somethings, you guys, we need, this is shown in the data, this is not just my idea, we need people that will build into us about, about the decisions in life, forget tuxedos and dress code for a second. How about uh, what job should we take? And, and should I marry this person? And, and should we raise our kids this way? This generation needs a voice and wants, not just needs, wants the previous generation that went before us to come and speak into our lives. We at Watermark don't want to forsake one generation for the other and just grow young and next gen and all that fun and excitement and then say bye to the previous generation. No, our unique vision is to bridge the gap and bring the generations together. We won't choose one over the other. We want to have a unique situation here where they meet. And, you know, there's this passage, I love it, uh, as, I, as I thought about this weekend and the things we have to celebrate. This comes from Judges 2, this first verse. It says, then Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. 
And they buried him in the territory of his inheritance in Timnath Harris, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gosh. Verse 10, this is where it gets critical. All that generation also were gathered to their, to, to their fathers, and, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work which had been done for Israel. Really quick, bring you up to speed. I love Israel. Israel, it's the history, the first five books of the Bible and beyond talk about the history of God's chosen people. And I love Israel because they screw it up. They forget. A generation dies off that's faithful and saw God's miracles and wonders. He parted the sea, he released the slaves, all this amazing stuff happens. And they die off and the next one comes through and they're like, what should we do? Well, I don't know, whatever sounds right to you and whatever sounds right to me. We should just do what's right in our own eyes. That's a verse from that time period. And they screw it up, and they, and they fail miserably. And the next generation rises, and they do okay, and then so on and so forth. The cycle goes forth. And you can see right there this generational gap. Look at, look at Psalm 24. It says, this is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, even Jacob. That's the vision for this place at Watermark. We want a generation that seeks God's faith in everything they do, in all of their decisions, in all of the key areas of their life, in their purpose, their meaning, their morality, their destiny, that seeks God's face. That's what we're about at Watermark. And I have two people that I want to invite up. Get up here. Come over here, Jameson and Grace. Give it up for my friends, Jameson and Grace, you guys. Yes. So you're going to see shortly when these beautiful faces come into the light, but we got some young people coming to Watermark. Can I get an amen? Yes. And now you think I'm biased. I'm like, Ben, you just said we're going to keep both generations, man. We are, but it's also cool to grow young so that we don't completely die off, okay? So that's neat. That's awesome. Uh, we want to keep both generations. I'll say it again. But these guys, you know, represent, as I said, some of these 20-somethings, 30-somethings that have found Watermark in the last year, last six months even, and I want to hear from you first, Grace. Just tell us, what was your experience like when you, when you kind of came and, and found Watermark? Um, well, I really enjoyed the worship. I thought it was super amazing. Um, I related to God through singing, and um, I just really felt the presence of God while I was worshiping the first time I came yeah. about six months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the people were super welcoming and introduced themselves to me. And um, the first person I met actually prayed for me when I came, and I was going through a really difficult time, so I, um, I just, since then, I've met so many people and uh, women who've experienced the same thing as I have, and I yeah. feel like I've been really encouraged by this community, so. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Grace. Jameson, you too came about four or five months ago. Your wife, uh, you guys were just married and moved here from Minnesota. Your wife, you know, has this great job down the road there in North Orange County. Tell us about your interactions, your first impressions when you, when you came through. Yeah, we were actually just driving down the highway, and I just look out the window, and I see Watermark, and I just kind of felt a prompting, because um, we wanted to get plugged in here, because we're new and um, recently married, and then uh, she was called to go meet the team in Japan. She plays um, for the USA Volleyball team, and then... Um, no big deal, no big deal. No, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, so I showed up, and... Um, yeah, it was welcomed like family. The first people I met was Steve and Rachel Page, and they actually like, got my number and, and followed up, and then eventually we got uh, some food and drinks, and I was able to bring a friend even, and it, it's just, um, and then from there, just met, got plugged into a, a small group mm-hmm. um, where I was looking to get to get mentored because, you know, just fresh in marriage, um, right. and it was uh, a little older crowd, but I needed that, and I needed the wi- wisdom, Yep. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. Definitely answered prayer 
Yeah, so you went out to lunch. I remember seeing you go out to lunch with, with Bucky's parents, and, and then you had this other great connection that helped you during this, this narrow season of which you're in town. Tell us a little bit about kind of the connection that was made and, and what happened there. Yeah, so everyone was just super um, invested and concerned, you know, about me and uh, just welcomed me in with open arms, and they wanted to find connections um, for me, and uh, it led me to Dr. Vance Gardner, who had a connection for me at uh, Pro Sport Physical Therapy, and um, so I went from having, like, no job to having two as a physical therapist aide and then, like, performance coach. And uh, that's just been a huge blessing to me this summer. Um, through that, I've been able to have many God conversations with my coworkers, um, patients, uh, and that's all because um, I got plugged in here. So good. Thank you, Jameson. That's awesome. Yeah. And then Grace, a very simple question. Y it was cool the first couple weeks, but why? Why, why are you still here? Why, why, why are you sticking around here? Um, well, God really challenged me to trust him um, the f like five months ago, and then I was convicted through a couple of sermons by you and Bucky about um, getting plugged in and participating and finding community. And yeah. so I joined 712, the young adult group, which was really awesome. Um, and I also found two women's groups, um, and I've just really experienced a lot of growth and um, really loved getting to know these women through prayer and just um, doing life with them. And yeah. um, I feel like God's really deepened my faith in him through um, you guys. And um, I'm just super uh, encouraged by how genuine all of you are. Mm, that's awesome. Thank you, Grace. Hey, these guys, you got to look out for them as you see them around the way. We're going to pray specifically for Grace and Jameson and, and, and just over the generational value that we carry here. Uh, Jameson, the life of, uh, you know, pro sport is travel and there could be changes ahead for you. Grace, you're signing up for leadership responsibility left and right because you are a trained and equipped leader. Uh, so we want to pray for both of you guys um, in your unique and, and, and separate lives that God would bless you and keep you. And, and would you just join me right now as I pray for the generations at Watermark? God, I am so thankful, Lord. I can't help but just abound with joy as uh, you are the God of the generations. Despite our shortcomings, despite our myopic views sometimes, but despite our, 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 our chronic forgetfulness, Lord, you show up again and again and again. And, and your will is done. You make sure that your will goes forward. I pray that for grace specifically, Lord. Um, as she's still working through some of these, these tough circumstances in her life, bless her and keep her in her relationships. Bless her and keep her in her leadership responsibility that she takes on. She has influence, God. Your hand is on her, leading and guiding her to lead others and care for others in a tremendous way. Thank you for that. Thank you for Jameson, Lord, and, and uh, him and his wife. They come in this season, Lord, where it's, it's transition and newness and tough schedules and all of that. God, get, get time for them. Build up their marriage in this first year, Lord, to protect it and guard it. And Lord, also send Jameson wherever they go. Let them be an incredible light in the sports world, the sports therapy world. Um, I know you're going to use him greatly as he goes forward. And Lord, I just thank you so much for the unique thing you're doing at Watermark, that you're going to bring the generations together, Lord, and that um, there'll be a course in heaven for the way that you've reconciled generations and you've created connections and you've, you've created mentor-mentee relationships so that people can thrive and they can flourish. Beautiful things can grow, Lord. Beautiful things, fruit can be born, can come forward from these relationships and connections. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that you are in control, you are faithful, and you are good. We praise you this morning, Lord God. Say these things in your son's name. Amen.
Amen. You guys go ahead and have a seat. Mm. Love. Love to worship. Love to sing the name of Jesus. What makes the darkness tremble? It's when a, a community of followers of Christ get together and they pray into the light. They, they have God conversations. They open the scriptures. They abide in the spirit. They serve one another. They love one another. The darkness flees when the church becomes a community of light. And the next significant part of our vision statement is this idea of a God conversation. We want to have a God conversation with the people in our world, our community, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, the people that we've been called to build a bridge of grace and truth to. But that God conversation, it starts with us. It starts with the family of God, the people of God. When we gather together and we call the name of Jesus through God conversations and prayer, through God conversations around the truth of Scripture, God brings a flourishing community together and uses it to go out and transform the community around it. This is the Acts 2 community here, Acts chapter 2. I love, I, could, I never get tired of reading this because this always fires me up to be, what, what should a church look like? What should it be? Whether, whatever name you want to put on it, what's it supposed to look like? It's a community that's flourishing in God conversations. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together. In temple courts, they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. A God conversation starts with us as the family of, family of God, as followers of Christ. We're the ones that are to gather together regularly in a rhythm of prayer and fellowship and encouragement through God's word. And at Watermark, that happens in groups, right? In small groups all throughout the week. People gather together, they open up their homes, they open up their hearts, and they worship and they pray and they call on the name of Jesus and they speak the truth of God's word to one another. You see, real flourishing happens in the fellowship of a group. That's where God breaks it down, heart to heart, life to life. That's where we can actually get authentic and real with where we're at with the Lord. And what would it look like for us to take our next steps? You see, a small group is the place that God uses uniquely to transform and, and drive His truth deeper into our hearts, into our lives as we have God conversations around His truth. And as we submit to the Holy Spirit, He transforms us from the inside out. Christianity is not an outside-in religion, it's an inside-out. God has placed His very Spirit inside of us, and as we fellowship and as we open the Word, God begins to change us through the power of His Word and Spirit inside out. And we start to look and act like Jesus. The church, what would happen if the church in America started to look and act and serve and love like Jesus did? That's the vision of every church, that we would look more like Jesus in the world today. And that's why we do groups at Watermark Church. That's why we encourage you to get in groups. Uh, Jordan, who's a, a young lady that uh, serves in our church, I'm going to ask her to come up. Jordan, would you come up here and join me? Give Jordan a hand. 
Thanks, Jordan. Jordan serves in our youth ministry. She actually leads the youth ministry, and she's an amazing leader, and she is just bubbly, awesome, and she's giving out. You can imagine being around youth all the time, being around junior hires. She is giving out all the time, and uh, she needs a place to fill up. Jordan, I, I know uh, uh, a number of months ago, you decided to step out and form a group, a community group. Just to, how, Why did you do that? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I got the job here at Watermark and knew no one. Um, I came from a church where I became a Christian. My family went there. It was a five-minute walk from my house. Um, everyone from my high school, junior high, went to that church. So I knew everyone there. And coming here, I knew only 12-year-olds, and um, I decided that, like, maybe being in my 20s, I should make friends who are adults also. Um, and so I remember just meeting with Regan and being like, hey, would you want to start a young woman's small group? And she's like, yes, that's what I want to. And so just meeting with other young women here, realizing that we needed community. Um, I needed to know people's names on Sunday mornings that weren't just junior high and high schoolers. Um, we just decided that that was something we were all looking for and wanted coming home from college. We met a bunch of young women who were also looking for that. Um, so just similar stages of life, looking for friends at church. And, and so as you stepped in that and gathered these women around you and you guys are meeting regularly, what, what is God doing in that group? How has he used that to really work through the, the gals in your, in your group, in your life? It's been crazy. Um, our first time meeting, one of the girls was like, all right, well, let's share our testimonies. And I'm so not that person. Um, I hate opening up and being like, here's all of my struggles first time meeting you. Um, and they're like, let's do it. And I was like, okay. So I went last. Um, the night There was five of us there, and it went for three hours. So I was last, and I was like, you guys sure you don't want to just, like, do this next week? Um, I'll share then. And they're like, no, you're sharing now. Um, and I just remember being like, okay, really opening up to this group of women and um, seeing the healing that had happened within that few hours um, time period. We all realized that we struggled with very similar things, um, being young women in Orange County, um, very different stories, but very similar themes in the way God had been like working through us. And so a few months later, we've been meeting now since June or July, um, and it, we've just found that community. We have new people all the time because we're always inviting friends, like, just come, like, it's so fun. Um, and finding that friendship and that community here has been so cool. Wow. I think I wanted, can I join your small group? No. Oh, sounds like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> Sorry. No, you know, the thing I love about groups is you always join a group and you show up and you think you're the only one that has an issue. You're the only one that has a problem. Everybody else looks perfect. Everybody's got their act together. But as you walk in community with people, you realize we're all struggling with something. We're all fighting some battle. We all got some issue, and God did not create us to deal with those issues and fight those battles alone. He gave us a community. He gave us a church. He gave us a family to walk together, to encourage, to support, a place where we can be authentic and real and open, a place where we can be affirmed for our gifts and the unique identity we have in Jesus, a place where there can be an accountability, a next step, somebody to follow up. I'm praying for you. How's it going? That's how God drives his grace and growth deep into our lives. And so I want to encourage all of you, if you're not in a small group, find a group at Watermark Church. There are many groups available, and we'd love, Ben and I would love to help you find that group. Talk to Jordan, talk to Ben, any, all of our small group leaders are going to be out on the deck afterwards, and we'd love to help you find a place 
Well, you can get connected. You can experience that grace and, grace and growth that God has for you in Christ. What I'd like to do this morning is just start off this flourishing by thanking uh, our small group leaders. If you are leading a small group, I'd love you to stand. We want to pray and commission your groups this fall. So if you're leading a small group, men's, women's, community group, would you stand right now and let us pray over you as we kick off the fall. Thank these people for their service. I'm going to ask Jordan because she I love to hear her pray. I'm going to ask her to pray over small group leaders that we would have an amazing season of flourishing at, at Watermark Church. Go ahead, Jordan. God, we just thank you for um, these people here who are leading small groups, people who are members of small groups. We thank you so much for the community that you are a part of, that you are working through here. We thank you for the friendships that you have cultivated. We thank you for just the relationships, God, the accountability that we know we find in community. And God, we know that we have to join that community to feel that community. So God, I just pray that each and every one of these leaders would feel energized, will feel full, um, to go out and just continue to grow their, um, their teams and their, um, their groups, God. And in this time of flourish, um, we would truly flourish, that you would be at work, that you would be at the heart of every conversation, God. And we lift up this next season to you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate you. Amen. And the last thing we want to talk about here this morning is that last phrase in our vision statement, authentic love. All, all this uh, worship and fellowship and God conversation as we gather together as the church on Sundays or in small groups, this transformation spills out of our lives. It spills into our marriages, into our family systems, our workplaces, the soccer field, wherever God takes us. It spills out as we become authentic ambassadors of his love. Uh, I love the commission that Jesus gave his church. Uh, all the churches in Orange County are a part of this worldwide global mission of Jesus, right? He says, I I'm sending you out. Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded that you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know, we say this at Watermark, church begins when the service ends, right? When the Watermark service ends, that's when real church begins, because the church leaves the building. That's you. Every one of us is a part of God's effort to go and make disciples of all nations. God, we are a sent people. God sends us out to our neighborhoods, our communities, and our workplaces to be his ambassadors of love and to love people into a lifestyle of flourishing, abiding in Christ through union with him. That comes through belief, right? When we say, yes, I believe in Jesus. I put my trust in Jesus. He is my Savior and my Lord. When he died on the cross, he died for me. And when he rose from the dead, he rose so that I might have the gift of eternal life. Baptism, today as we're going to practice it, is a beautiful picture of belief. What happens in the spirit world, what happens in our heart when we say yes to Jesus? God places us into Christ, into his death. And then he pulls us up out of the water and he places us into his resurrection. And we are seated in the heavenly realms. He sees us as holy and blameless in his eyes. We are adopted as his children, and now we have this wonderful life of flourishing that we can live heaven now. Heaven doesn't just happen when we die. It happens now 
The kingdom of heaven is now here, and God wants us to abide in that flourishing light. How do we learn how to do that? By following him on the path of discipleship, by getting around other mature Christians through mentoring, by being a part of small groups, by opening his word, by learning how to walk and abide in the kingdom of God just like Jesus did. Teaching us to observe everything he, he did and learning to live the life that he lived. Living like Jesus in the world today and bringing his grace and love to others. That's what we're dedicated to at Watermark Church. To build disciples. And this morning we have a unique privilege of two wonderful men. And I'm going to ask Ben and Dan and Jeff to come up. Who are going to take the, the step of baptism this morning. So let's give these guys a hand. Jeff, really excited for these guys this morning. They've been on a journey and a process with God, and God has used the, the community of Watermark Church, many of you, to touch these men in special ways through the power of his spirit, to speak truth, God conversations, to touch them with authentic love. And they're here to make this beautiful declaration of their faith this morning, and we're excited to hear their grace stories. Go ahead, yeah, ben. yeah, so we got Dan Hunter up here, you guys. Dan, you met, uh, yeah. <laughs> You would have met Dan. Uh, we interviewed him at the beginning of the God Conversation series. So go back to week one, and you can listen to some of the, more of his life story. But as early as a year or two ago, Dan had a radically different worldview. He had the worldview of the skeptic. He had what, maybe what you call a secular worldview. And, and God met him in his room listening to a podcast when he made that decision, basically in his heart. And uh, so here he is now. And, and I love what Bucky says about baptism. It is. It's a reflection. This is coming into the family coming into the family saying an outward expression of an inward decision. This is an outward expression of an inward decision that you made that day, Dan. So praise God for that. We're celebrating. Uh, why baptism, man? Uh, so um, I think baptism is important um, <laughs> for a few reasons. Um, you know, it, it is an ordinance of God. It's commanded by Jesus. Um, and also it's an important tradition, dramatic tradition of church membership. Um, and uh, baptism, baptism in water has been practiced since the early church. And so I want to follow yeah. uh, in that tradition. Dan's a teacher, so he's yes. going to bring the depth this morning. <laughs> get ready to be coached. You, what you thought you knew about baptism is going to be right here outlined, okay? Yes. So what you thought you knew. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, the biggest reason uh, for me personally yes. yeah. is to signify my renewal, faith, and union with Christ uh, in his death and resurrection. Right, dude. So good. Thank Amen. you, man. And uh, next we have Jeff, who's going to be baptized here this morning. And uh, I'm really privileged to have a relationship with Jeff. Uh, many of you know, a couple of years ago, God called me to go bivocational, and I went back to work in a family business, the restaurant industry. And Jeff and I worked together in the restaurant industry. And so God has, has allowed me to build a, a great friendship with Jeff as we've been working together. And, and yet something happened in Jeff's life about a year ago where God took our relationship and the conversation and his grace to a whole deeper level in Jeff's life. Uh, Jeff, about a year ago, you had some real challenges in your physical health. Tell us what happened. Well, I'm probably the only stubborn guy in the building right now. But uh, it took me about a year to figure out that I was pretty sick. And... Um, I uh, fell down one day, and my wife found me on the ground. And 911 later, ended up in the coma in the hospital. And 
brought Bucky's into my life, both Bucky, Bucky Sr. and Bucky Jr., and along with their family. And they shared a lot of prayers, along with my friends and family, that really uh, opened my eyes. Amazing uh, to have the privilege to come and uh, with my father and visit Jeff in the hospital. We had found out about his condition and immediately I started texting with his wife and praying about Jeff and praying over him. And then, uh, you know, he was, he was really struggling. And uh, one day before he was going to have a major surgery, my dad and I had a chance to come and pray over him. And uh, there was a divine encounter at the hospital as, as we laid hands on Jeff and we prayed for him. And Jeff was, you know, he's such a studious, hardworking guy. He was just worried about his job. You know, I got to get back to work as fast as I can and my family, provider, all that stuff. And my dad just has a unique way of saying, hey, Jeff, we got it covered, man. We got your back financially. We got your family. We're here for you. This is about your life and getting better. And and I I think that that idea of grace, you know, kind of crosswired you. That's when grace invaded your heart in a new way. I never really understood what grace meant. Um, they came into my life, and they didn't want anything in return. They just wanted to help me out. Amen. Amen. And so we prayed for Jeff, and he didn't have the surgery the next morning. He actually got better. God actually put his hand on Jeff, and you, you got to leave the hospital, right? Yeah, I woke up the next day and took some tests, and I went from uh, emergency surgery to getting my exit papers. Amen. Amen. You, Grace, Grace. And so right out of that, uh, I know that you just felt this tug to, to reconnect with God and to know him at a deeper level. You started coming to church here and worshiping. Your family's been a part of that, a generational thing. How has God used this church to begin to show you this life? You know, I was drawn here because of the family, the authenticity. Everybody's so welcoming. Um, my first day here, I, I felt like I was family. Um, it was really nice. And, uh, today is a big step for you, like taking a, a step into a, a baptism. What does it mean for you to be baptized today, Jeff? Well, you know, I had a stage of hopelessness, just like many people do when they're sick. Um, but when you open the door for me, I just want to get a little more intimate relationship with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Well, we're going to pray for these guys, and we're going to get a chance to go over there and baptize them and finish our service with worship. Would you guys extend a hand of blessing as we pray for these men this morning and their baptism? Father, thank you so much for your amazing grace. This grace that, uh, as you said, Jesus, allows you to leave the 99 and go after the one. Thank you that Jeff was that one, that I, I had the opportunity to share that grace with Jeff, and somebody did that with Dan, and Every one of us, you send out and you give us that opportunity to share that grace. Open the door to more conversations, more authentic love. As these men take this step of baptism, Jesus, would you guide them in a continual relationship of authentic love, abiding presence, that they would be great men in their workplace, great men in their relationships, and great men that show their loved ones who you are every day. Bless them. We thank you for rescuing them, for saving them. We thank you for saving all of us. This is a celebration, not only of their story, but our story. And so speak to us about your everlasting love, your amazing love, as we worship you here in baptism. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that this message has challenged and encouraged you. If you need prayer, would like to join a small group community, 
or are interested in partnering with our work throughout Costa Mesa and Orange County, please go to watermarkoc.com. We would love to start a conversation.